0: You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 270.
1: Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your
0: host, Max Sklar. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. You have reached another local maximum. Oh my God, I am here on the soundboard today, so I am a little bit—I'm uh, a little bit shaky, and we're going to have a really good time this episode. Uh, first of all, some news—might eh, not be such great news—but today we do have an announcement.
1: Uh, is it the Ides of March?
0: It—it it actually is, I guess, but that's—that's that's not the announcement today. Um, so it, it's look.
1: Well, what do we have to beware of if it's not the Ides of March?
0: <laughs> well, this is. Sadly, the last episode—not the last episode of Local Maximum. Don't worry, it's the last episode in this in this podcast studio, because uh, Local
1: Maximum Labs North.
0: Yeah, no, I I I, uh, I have to move for various personal reasons uh, uh, back down to Connecticut, and so. Um, that will be happening very shortly. Uh, and uh, what did you
1: do to get exiled from New Hampshire? <laughs> or, or is is there a gag order on that? We we can't we can't talk about it publicly. No, I'll be
0: back to I'll be back uh, in New Hampshire um, frequently. Uh, and, um, I I know you've already
1: got tickets for Porkfest.
0: Yep. And, and I started a new job, so that's good. So we'll talk about all of that, um, pretty soon. Yeah. And I got tickets for Porkfest. I also, I plan on staying up here for, for two weeks actually in June, but I'll also be here before June as well. Um, so yeah, I, I, some people listening who live in New Hampshire, who know me in New Hampshire are going to be very disappointed about that. I know. Um, and I guess, you know, when I moved up here, it wasn't, um, you know, it, it was it was during COVID, and I really just had to get the heck out of where I was. Um, and I still like being up here, but for various reasons, uh, it's it's become time to to move somewhere else. And I really, I don't know. It's not like I'm, it's not like I was feeling when I left New York, where I was like got to get the heck out of here. It was more now. It's more like I'm getting dragged yeah, you're, out of you're, this place. You're you're
1: chasing uh, opportunity, not running away from madness.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the next phase of life is going to be very exciting, actually. I, you know, and um, and I have uh, good reasons to do what I'm doing, which are also very exciting. And so there is a lot of good that comes with the bad. But yes, I am. I'm. Uh, i I'm. I'm a little bit uh, sad to be leaving uh, this apartment and and this state of New Hampshire, this great state, the free state. Um, and so. I'm hopefully going to make it a lifelong goal to come back, whether it's having a vacation home here or just moving here outright, which is is what I hope to do uh, at some point in the future. All right. Well, you know what? Since it's our last day in the studio, we're going to have a little bit of fun today. I don't think we really did a lot of uh, in-depth... uh we who are we kidding we can't do a bad job if we tried we did some research <laughs> didn't we but like we could just have a little fun today we've both got uh a little bit of rum in our coffee over here and look we've got matching oh, mugs i i, I didn't got, think
1: we were going to reveal that we were uh enhancing our performance with illicit substances i think
0: that's dragging down our performance i think that's actually good but you know what i was thinking i could just get up and uh and and move around the uh now by the way maybe the editor can kind of edit out my voice and use the one from the from the uh, video, but let's uh, let's look at the studio for a second. I, I don't know, okay, so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got, uh, here is, the, here's the full wall that, this is actually, um, it's actually lots of wall on, uh, lots of wallpaper up top that we didn't use. This is, uh, uh, this, is, this is wallpaper, this, these are not real bricks. We're, we're giving away all the secrets because <laughs> the, here's my nice couch over here. Those
1: of you who are longtime listeners to the Local yeah. Maximum will know that in the early days, uh, there was footage of the pre-brick wall studio.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, this is my whiteboard. I'm doing some work on newmap.ai over here. Super uh, secret, top secret. Super secret, secret yeah. Uh, here is, oh, camera is panning too fast. I'm not a cameraman, folks. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, this is my uh, my lighting. This is the camera that points to Aaron. Yeah, this is Let's why we need a, a
1: producer, this. to, to yeah. prevent you from going off script like yeah, this.
0: Look at this. Oh, I am totally off script here. Let's see if we can open the door. Oh, I love this painting. This has actually become one of my favorite paintings. I don't really, uh, uh, what is this, rum? I don't really drink rum, except today we're drinking rum, aren't we? Uh, but I don't smoke cigars, um, but I, I I got this in Cuba. I really like this painting. It's just, it's... Don't, don't go much further. It. You're going to unplug yourself there, Max. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's just see if we can just peek into my kitchen here. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, yeah, you can kind of peek into the kitchen. No, I don't think I'll unplug. Okay. Yeah, famous I'm last started. words. Yeah. <laughs> also, this this does have battery. All right, let me put this down. Um, and then we'll get back to what we're doing. Oh, I also, since I'm moving, I put a bunch of crap on the. On the uh, on the uh look at that is that a vcr yeah
1: that's a vcr it's been a while since i've broken one of those out
0: yeah well i happen to have let me uh let me get down there i happen to have a vcr right here you know what i don't like the way that this <laughs> I thought set up the angle. we're gonna try this again all right let's, uh, let's move this up all right, I think
1: this is this is thrilling audio folks thrilling
0: in there. But you got to keep listening, because this is going to be a fun episode. You could already tell. Come on. This is really different from the previous episodes we've done.
1: Well, I I think this is going to lead into... uh, I I may have changed my opinion on our our first topic here uh, after that interlude.
0: Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Okay. Because the the first topic is an article from the New York Times. We're getting increasingly serious in our topics today. Uh, We have three topics. Uh, So first, we're going to have... that one. Then, of course, we're going to talk about GPT-4, and then we're going to talk about uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, which everyone's talking about. Um, okay. This article from the New York Times over the past week, would you date a podcast bro? Uh, and uh, apparently the New York Times is saying, you know, no, you you shouldn't uh, date people who have podcasts. Bad, bad idea.
1: Well, may- maybe the most generous read of that article is, is rather to say that uh, there are many people who would not uh, – We are not necessarily saying you shouldn't, but uh, you would not be alone if you have chosen to make this an exclusion, a a red flag in your selection criteria.
0: All right. Well, neither of us have had problems uh, uh, um, dating because of the podcast. Well, Uh, uh,
1: I I wouldn't use me as a useful data point because... Because you were uh, already married when we started. Yeah. All right. I I have not dated since uh, being on the podcast and I was married before then, so...
0: Yes, but you're still married and... um, you you have two kids, and so uh, it's worked out rather well. Uh, and uh, I, I
1: tried to get my wife to start her own podcast, uh, yeah, for for, for uh, you know, in pursuit of equality. Uh, well, she
0: should, and you know, she should be, uh, come on the local maximum to gin up support. We can we can get her started there. Uh, if it's like okay, just try to um, uh, um, get as many converts as possible uh, to our podcast religion.
1: Yeah, there there, there was a brief period where uh, she was she was workshopping the idea of something. I, I think she was calling it. Uh, it was, it was it was in early days of covid and i think she was calling it dispatches from the panic room uh but but it it did, didn't didn't really get off the ground
0: hmm. all right dispatches from the panic room that actually sounds pretty good i would i would listen to that um all right so here's a quote from the new york times we can talk about what the new york times trying to do uh for Ms. robinson a uh, roberson roberson okay and these are college students that they're interviewing i believe mrs uh, robinson are you yeah, trying to say? me yeah suggest no no me? it's Ms. roberson <laughs> See what happens when I give you rum. Um, It wasn't just the content of the man's podcast, but that he had one at all. That was the problem. It wasn't that his podcast was bad, but that he had one. Uh, Like many other women, she associates the form with a certain kind of man, one who is uh, endlessly fascinated by his own opinions, loves the sound of his own voice, and isn't the least bit shy about offering unsolicited opinions on masculinity, sexuality, and women, Many women have taken social media to mock just that kind of programming and the men who make it. Well, uh, that, is a, that is a pretty big statement uh, and one that also assumes, that, I mean, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of different kinds of podcasts. I feel like they're targeting maybe one type of, of podcast, one type of shitty podcast that kind of exists, but that is not actually that common or maybe it's more common than I think. I just don't know.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's uh, a depressingly broad brush. I mean, if we were to uh, flip this around a little bit and and uh, come up with some alternative versions that, uh, of, of the headline, which probably wouldn't be published in the New York Times, but I, I don't know, is, is Maxim even still a thing? But if, if they ran it's... with a headline like, would you date a woman with her own opinions? Or, or if, if the, uh, the, the opening line was, it wasn't that she had bad opinions it was that she had her own p- opinions at all uh you know or or is it acceptable if for your girlfriend to hang out with other women and talk about things she's interested in when she could instead be making you a sandwich
0: like th- that, is, mis- that is misogynistic obviously yeah okay th- I see. Th- this
1: this is this is blatant misandry uh in 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 the way that they're they're posing and and it it makes me feel dirty to have to say that because because that that sounds like a line out of some men's rights activist yeah, you're, you're uh, propaganda, I, which, I, which is which is not my stance. Yeah. but but this article is so shallow and vapid and and like I said, misandrist. And uh, sh- should I be surprised that the New York Times style section uh, can be described as vapid and shallow and misandrist? Uh, or or are they simply uh, like I like I texted you earlier today? Are they just uh, sinking to the level of my expectations continually?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I do know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it it ends with another quote from uh, this guy, uh, Pang, who does a science podcast. You'd think a science podcast would be more close, closer to what we do here on the local maximum. Uh, So um, that wouldn't be the people that we're talking about. He was quoted as saying, it could mean that you work at this American life, or it could mean that you record a podcast with a bunch of your friends, talk about the latest week of football games or something like that, or worse, or worse, like misogynistic stuff. He said, it's like, why do you have to throw in? Is that something people do? They like to sit around? I mean, well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with making a podcast. That's what this medium is for. Anyone can have a podcast, yes. So if you want to get together and have a oh. podcast, discuss the latest week of football games, what on earth is wrong with that?
1: You know what the best I, part about podcasts are? Yeah. I don't have to listen to them if I don't want to.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that, and, that and argument, actually... that are, that's a great argument from 2003, Aaron, <laughs> that people don't, people don't uh, abide by that one anymore. Well, and,
1: and, and the, the, uh, the, the woman who was the, the kind of opening vignette in this article... Um it, it sounded like for for uh several years of her relationship with the uh the aforementioned podcast bro, she did not listen to the podcast. And it and 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 it was fine. Uh you know, it's it's like I I, I no longer read my wife's Twitter. Uh and and I think that makes me a happier person. Really?
0: I read well, her Twitter, actually. It's I, okay. I,
1: I blame that mostly on the fact that Twitter it gets uh, you on Twitter got That's a got problem. rid of their uh the the capability to follow somebody's uh Twitter profile with an RSS feed. And so it became, uh, it it required me to actually go to the website. Right, right. And so so that hurdle made me just give up and throw up my
0: hands. And then then you have to read everyone else on Twitter. Right, okay. So, um, right. So uh, (laughs) it's a problem. I I happen to think there's a deeper kind of hidden agenda of the New York Times. Uh, They might disagree with me. By the way, I have an. Uh, I, I did um, an interview with the head of data science at the New York Times. It's going to be uh, coming out in the local maximum in a few weeks, and I really hope that he doesn't ask me to rescind the interview because <laughs> now we're crapping all over the New York Times. Well, I, I but, would
1: be curious to uh, to to you know share share an adult beverage with him and and hear if he has any uh, any any inside gossip on the New York Times style uh, uh, contributors. Well, I, uh, I, see, I see if there's some I some will... internal. Uh, conflict see. there.
0: I will ask uh, Chris Wiggins the next time I see him. Uh, okay, so I think that the hidden agenda is that podcasting is actually the freest medium. Podcasting is the only medium out there that has not seen a significant amount of um, a significant amount of censorship and um, deplatforming. And I believe the reason is, uh, first of all, just the structure of the market, how it's so uh, uh, fragmented. But also, look, I mean, you know, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all these big players who, 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 uh, hosts, who not, they don't host podcasts, but allow you to play podcasts like they could, if they wanted to like put warning labels on things or take things off. And they have in some extreme circumstances, but I also think it's, it's because the, um, the information that you're getting from the podcast is not right in your face. It's not like everyone could be viral. And 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 interestingly enough,
1: you, you could see a situation where something like, like, uh, Apple with with uh, I guess what used to be iTunes and is now the Apple Podcast Store or yeah or P- Apple Podcast that, that uh, if if they were the uh, the Goliath in the market which th- they they probably are the biggest player yeah, in Apple distribution Podcast, still yeah. uh, but but it's not like on Facebook or Twitter where the platform can decide who to amplify and and who to uh, deboost or suppress or whatever terminology yeah. you want to use have a for little it. bit they, like, they can but not but, really. Really. but there are so many other venues for distribution and, and, uh, the host doesn't really do that. It's, it's about who gets, you know, promoted by it, it in the app. Uh, and so nobody's, nobody's talking about that in the same way they talk about, you know, my, my tweets were shadow banned, uh, because if you're interested in something, you can subscribe to it and you get it. And, and they're not, they're not, uh, you know, choosing not to deliver episodes to your feed, uh, because, uh, you know, Joe Schmo's podcast hasn't paid for for uh you know promotional credits on on meta or whatever it's 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 even though there there is recommendations and there there is there are you know a, a small number of big players in the podcast distribution arena they they haven't wielded that power in a way that pretty much every other social media network has and, and maybe it's because it's not a social media it's it's some other type of media yeah even though even though there's definitely uh, social and parasocial relationships uh, at the heart of, of a vast majority of, of uh, these podcasts uh,
0: yeah yeah e- exactly um, and I, I think, yeah, the, there's a whole lot of other things that, that, that can be said about this. A couple more bullet points I have about the New York Times. Is they actually do have a bo- uh, podcast section uh, where they highlight different podcasts. So uh, they, they, they they do have someone but, in the style. But are saying, any of them hosted by
1: bros? No, Or no. Or, or is there... Well,
0: uh, I mean, I'm sure some of them are hosted by men, but they're not... <laughs> they, they're kind of New York Times-approved podcasts. Um, um, but I, I really think that they're ignoring... The incredible diversity and innovation that has taken place in the podcast space, and no, it's not just a bunch of bros. I know what you're looking at here on the local maximum right now today, but it's first of all, it's not always true in the local maximum, and it's not always true. And um, for what what it's worth, I don't
1: identify as a bro.
0: Yeah, no, I I I no longer identify as a bro. No, I never identified as a bro. Uh, But uh, uh, we're not the bro personality types, um, if there is one. Yeah, I mean it it is, 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 but I'm saying, look, can I just finish my point about? I believe that like in the future there's going to be like a museum of communications technologies and you know, podcasting will be, there'll be exhibit about podcasting and it'll be like, this was the medium that people flocked to where they wanted to be free to innovate without all the gatekeepers. And they're going to have tons of examples. Maybe they'll even have, Hey, there's a bunch of like lesser known examples. Like look at these guys on local maximum. I don't know if I can make the museum. Maybe that's a little bit too much to think, but you know, I, 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 I really think that's uh, that's what this pot is doing here.
1: Yeah. It's, there's there's a little bit of Schadenfreude uh to in, involved in 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 looking at them watching them uh, attempt to gatekeep all the things um in a, in a world where uh being a journalist uh and and that allowing you to automatically get a Twitter blue check uh no longer has currency um, yeah it's yeah and that that combined with with their kind of weaponizing of the concept of toxic mascul- masculinity uh yeah that's that, that that makes for a a fun time good read yeah. there
0: all right uh, we're doing some good social uh Social commentaries today here on yeah. Local Max. So, oh, you so also have this 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 quote from Mike from Pennsylvania. Yeah, let me, this is in let the me comments this. Section. Just
1: one, one comment I okay. pulled out of the, the, the responses there. Oh, so, nice.
0: I, by the way, the New York Times comment section is hilarious <laughs> if you've ever read it. Uh, it's, uh,
1: it's, it's like the worst aspects of a cocktail party. Yeah. It's like every, everybody's trying to show off uh, how smart they are, which, granted – any sort of posting on the internet, there, there's an aspect of that, but but this feels like that cranked up to 11. It's
0: very on-brand for the New York Times.
1: Anyway, uh, so you know, Mike from Pennsylvania said, having a podcast is something someone does for fun or as a side hustle, not as a full-time gig, particularly if it's just a podcast with one or two people riffing about stuff and asking for support on Patreon and Ooh. not... Uh, by the way, follow our Locals. Max yeah, was say, uh, 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 until the point that I just stopped it, I'm like, ooh, ooh, this, this is this is hitting a little close to home here. Uh, hey,
0: we're not asking for donations on Patreon. We're asking for donations on local. And, and by the way, do it. It's very important. Okay, <laughs> go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah. And, and not creating other types of content like a newsletter or interviews with well-known people. And phew, we, we, we slip by on that one. At yeah. that point, the podcast becomes a company, which I don't mind supporting. So, okay. yeah, let's, let's draw some arbitrary lines there oh. on, on uh, declaring your, your worth.
0: <laughs> oh, so we should, uh, we should go talk to Mike. Maybe he would um, support us on maximum.locals.com because we do do interviews with uh, people and occasionally a well-known person. So um, well, and, and he and wrote it here that it becomes a company which he doesn't mind supporting. That, 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 it sounds like he's one of our core listeners.
1: Trolling aside, uh, you know, Mike from Pennsylvania. Oh, we 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 can't uh, call you out in, as as a specific individual, uh, yeah. but if you are listening uh, and and you would like to come on and and discuss further, you know, our our uh, our email inbox is open. Uh, oh yeah, you can always come on the locals and have a conversation with us there, uh, and and any of our listeners who think that we've uh, we've come come a little bit out of line here, we're we're being a little too broy, um, that I didn't put enough rum in my drink, uh, can can chime in there.
0: You know, some uh, some. Guests, were former listeners, so we do have people who are guest listeners. We also occasionally we do like a, a short call-in show, uh, or where we have guests who like kind of listen a well, few I, times. We're I interested.
1: hope they remained listeners and did not become former listeners. Oh no, no, no. yeah, they they, they, all they started off oh. as listeners.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So this is a big news week. Aside from that, we were just having a little fun <laughs> for the first twenty minutes. Sorry, that was too. That wasn't the introduction. That was part of the meat of it, right? But yeah, you know, uh, um, so big news week in AI. OpenAI launched its long-awaited GPT-4 model this week. Now available on ChatGPT as well, which I have used because um, I am a I am a paying subscriber to uh, to GPT. Got to do it for work. Got to do it for the research. You know. Um, it uses an order of magnitude more transformers. What's transformer? Well, if you think that the size of a neural network, it just the bigger a neural network is, um, the uh, the more information it can contain, the more interesting uh, functions, uh, the more complex functions that it can uh, that it can that it can hold. So. Now, in, you, in a sense, it holds more information, holds more more intelligence.
1: You 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 mentioned you're a paying subscriber. Uh, being yeah. the cheapskate that I am, I I am not. Uh, but is 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 there a single like level of subscription, or or can you be at different tiers depending on on the you yeah. know, kind of quality of, no. of So it's 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 it's, it's, a it's a binary. You're in or you're out. Not... I think it's
0: like twenty dollars a month. Okay,
1: so so yeah. it's not like you can pay more to get you know speedier access, more powerful,
0: no. more options. transformers. Well, they, these are. It's not like. You know, these models are all trained individually. So it's like the GPT-4 is one model that was trained. It probably took months and months to train, lots of money. And then it's just, it's sitting there as a model that you can use. Right. So it's kind of like, um, it's it's sort of like, I mean, I guess, I don't know, maybe they can throttle it for like certain customers or whatever. But yeah, it's it's it, it would be hard to like try to make it less intelligent, I suppose.
1: Um, and, and is unpaid use uh, just... Limits your interactions, or or yeah, I think
0: it. I think it just slows you down a little bit, and I think yeah, I think when when it's popular, when the service is popular, they throttle you a little bit. Gotcha. And also, um, uh, 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 GPT four. You can use Chat GPT four. Um, it's multimodal, um, as opposed to multimodal. which, uh, when I was at Foursquare, I was building something that I called multi-model approach. And I build a lot of models and, 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 but management kept calling it multimodal because I guess they had heard that word before. And so they didn't know to call it multi-model. Um, but anyway, this is multimodal. That means it can not just do text, but images code things that are different from text. And so it has different modes of operation. Um, And so it can only generate text. It can't generate images like some of these generative AI systems. Uh, But I've noticed that because it can generate text, it can also generate code. And it can generate things like LaTeX and HTML and CSS just fine. So even if it can't generate images outright, how long before it can at least illustrate stuff very quickly by, like, you know building a web page or just, um, rendering an equation or rendering a graph really quickly, uh, without, you know, without having to do any of that fancy image stuff. It feels like that's right around the corner. One of
1: the examples I've seen circulating is, is somebody who, who sketched out, I think it was literally on a, on a cocktail napkin, you know, with a, with a ballpoint pen, um, a design of a website, uh, then took a photograph of that, submitted the photograph to GPT-4 and, and and it created that website, um, which, which is pretty slick.
0: Yeah. uh, yeah, very slick. A few more uh, headlines uh, from TechCrunch. OpenAI is testing a version of GPT-4 that can remember long conversations. The quote is, OpenAI has built a version of GPT-4, its latest text-generating model that can remember roughly 50 pages of content thanks to a greatly expanded context window. Is, uh,
1: is that the the 25,000-word uh number su- that I've seen tossed around before. I suppose so,
0: yeah. Uh, and the article goes on. Yeah, 25,000, about 50 pages. Uh, uh, the article goes on. That might not sound significant, but it's five times as much information as the vanilla GPT-4 can hold in its memory, and eight times as much as GPT-3. Now, oh, I
1: see. So, so this is the OpenAI. for... Wait, so... There's GTP four vanilla, and then there's the OpenAI version of
0: GTP four. Well, well, no, they're 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 all OpenAI. OpenAI is the company. Okay. Um, I I'm not sure if it's like, um, if they actually trained multiple models, which I just said before that they didn't, or if it's the same model that they're adding. Just giving more, more
1: resources. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, like um, uh, uh, like um, if it's a recurrent neural net, like they can kind of. Yeah. Um, well, I, re- I, I know one of the things that they it. talked
1: about with GTP three was that if if you interacted with it long enough, it eventually, you know, stuff eventually dropped out the back of its memory. buffer. Yeah.
0: And so that's what's happening when you play tic-tac-toe, I think. And so oh. I, that's what I tried. And, and if you remembered when GPT three came out, we, uh, or chat GPT came out, we were talking about in the program only a few months ago, you know, this has gone fast. Uh, by the way, what, what episode is that? We should probably, uh, we should absolutely link to that episode. Uh, that was probably episode, um, uh, episode 255, The Rise of Chat GPT. All right. So um, basically, it can't play tic-tac-toe, GPT-3. And it was like adding X's and O's on the board that shouldn't be there. Now, I played tic-tac-toe again, and it didn't do that but it still declared itself the winner when it had, didn't actually win. <laughs> so I feel like it has a slight, it, it felt like very incremental, like it had a slightly longer window of understanding, uh, but not much. So either, look, either eventually this technology just gets so good that it it just remembers and uh, you don't have to worry about the fact that it's all, you know, th- that it's limited, or it hooks into some database that has exact you know, a memory of what's going on. I don't know what the what the answer ultimately is going to be. But so it, it failed the tic-tac-toe test. Um, but I, I know we just watched the GPT-4 developer live stream. And so there are a lot of interesting things you could do with it, particularly in terms of um, having it generate code really quickly. Python code, website code, JavaScript, HTML. And that, I think, is going to be very useful for me on the job. I think it's going to make me a lot more... Um, it's, it's going to make me a lot more productive. The question is, is it going to replace my job? I don't know. I mean, I assume that for now, it's just going to se- seem like I'm really productive. Um, but then, you know, the companies might be like, well, we don't need to hire that many more engineers. I don't know how that's <laughs> going to work. Uh, so uh, it's, 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 I assume that there is going to be a role in the future for data scientists, for machine learning engineers, for software engineers, for coders, for infrastructure for for data engineers, for all of that. But it's just, what is the nature of your job? It's probably going to be changing quite a bit um, over the next few years. And I'd like to actually hear about how people think the nature of the job is going to change. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot of talk with, um, what was it, Stable Diffusion and some of the, uh, the graphical uh, uh, AI tools that... It's it's going to make the move for for kind of mid tier artists uh, that 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 may disappear uh, and be replaced by uh, AI prompt generators. You know, people whose whose expertise is is not necessarily in Photoshop, but in manipulating uh, you know the 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 criteria correctly for for uh, talking to something like Stable Diffusion to get the results out that you want. Yeah, uh, Stable Diffusion,
0: that's what I was looking that, at. That is,
1: that is indeed a skill set, uh, yeah. or, or at least something that you can learn and, and get better at.
0: Yeah, and so two, two points. I mean, the point that I was making before, but now that I realize that the word for it is Stable Diffusion, because I was, I was fetching for the word, is, okay, how long before it could just render HTML and LaTeX right off the bat? probably very quickly and then how long before it just integrates something like stable diffusion and you could just do that instantly. right so it's uh, it, almost we, uh, i mean maybe a few years but yeah it's in, in
1: in the the engineering and, and and project world there's there's a lot of talk about you know defining requirements um mm-hmm. which uh probably will take on a, a slightly different uh, aspect to it in this context but but the 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 heavy lifting of the project is is no longer necessarily the implementation, as it is learning how to properly specify what it is you want done. Yeah, and, and then then, then is... the AI can turn the crank on that as long as you've right. clear you've, you've set up the right requirements.
0: Now, think about this: this is an incredibly impactful, uh, inc- incredibly impressive piece of technology that they have here with with GPT, uh, because you could almost write instructions like you'd write instructions uh, for a human and. Even though it really doesn't understand it in the same way a human does, uh, it it gives you very good results. And I've sort of thought of it as um, as kind of like doing research on the internet or doing research on Wikipedia, where it's great starting place. And sometimes it gives you the right answer right away. And but you can't you have to double check things that you see on it. But you don't always have to double check because uh, like sometimes on Wikipedia, you kind of have a sense of you know okay, like I know this is right and. I, I don't, this is not life or death and I could just go with it. Or, you know, if it's, if you're trying to debug something, like how do I change my account on this service? If you ask GPT that, it'll give you a list of steps. Try the list of steps. Usually it works. It's probably better than asking Google at this point where you might get into someone's YouTube video and then you click the video and they're like, welcome to my video. And why don't you smash my like button and I'm going to explain some good stuff for you. And then you're like, well, where are you going to, and, and, or, you hey, know.
1: Hey, don't, don't be so rough on the YouTuber bros. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> they need to get dates too.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, but so many people, I'm, I bet there are a lot of people listening who, who, who understand that. Ring that bell. Yeah. But, uh, um, uh, yeah, but also, like, you can also take you to websites that's, like, out-of-date information. Like, no, you just ask GPT, and well, it's I, better than what's happening. I, I think there. you
1: made an interesting distinction there yeah. because uh, it's it's one thing to to say, you know, oh, can you can you give me a list of steps for how to do task mm-hmm. X uh, rather than saying, uh, you know, chat GPT. Uh, Go change my password on this service, uh, right. which... I would be a little anxious about letting it run off and go do that. Even if it can do that right nine out of ten times, if it does it wrong, uh, uh, that that could that could get messy. Whereas yes. if it's giving me steps, move all my crypto from this uh, this wallet to this wallet.
0: Yes, attach me to uh, an IV <laughs> and start pumping stuff into my brains, uh, into my into my veins, <laughs> not my, my brain too.
1: Yeah, it, it, at least if we're looking at the steps, then then hopefully we can catch anything that that looks wonky. Um, but, but, you know, we do that successfully long enough and we're going to start getting comfortable with, uh, you know, kind of skipping that, that intermediate, uh, layer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is, this is very exciting. Uh, and because I'm starting a new job, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to, um, trying it, uh, GPT first. You know, when I first got into software engineering back in the early two thousands, it was always like people had to explain to me, like, Engineers are, you know, and it's almost funny now to think about because coming out of college, you almost think that like using Google is cheating, and they're like, no, Google is your friend. Use it as much as possible to be as productive as possible. I had to be explained this back in the day, yeah. and now I think we're jumping to G- GPT, and it's like, no, I, this isn't cheating. I'm going to use this uh to my best advantage to just give me, give myself the biggest advantage I can to to move as quickly as I can, and I feel like. um I don't know. I don't know if I'm any good at it, but I feel like I'm gonna. I feel like not using it is worse than using it. So well, there's there there's
1: go. there's definitely the um, the the derisive term, uh, you know, script kiddies, which is mm. which is uh, you know kind of the modern equivalent is is maybe people who uh, don't really know how to code, they just know how to copy things from Stack Overflow. Yeah, but it's it's the idea of you know taking somebody else's code that you don't understand and running it, and that you know the 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 old school. Uh, uh, Attack on that would be well that that doesn't make you a hacker you're just a script kitty um but you know if uh, a, a more modern uh, view might be that you know if, if if you're getting results then who cares
0: yeah it's you know um <laughs> it, it doesn't
1: matter until it does
0: when thinking about copying things from stack overflow the dirty little secret is that that we all do it um now look i have kind of uh I have both, like, an, uh, a practical and an educational background in computer science, you know, the bachelor's degree in computer science from Yale, um, master's at NYU, all that. Does that help? Um, like, because I actually understand how algorithms work. I've taken many algorithms classes. I've studied algorithms very carefully. Um, I've studied type systems very carefully. But look there are other aspects of coding that I haven't studied very carefully. Um, you know, for example, um, you know, some of the infrastructure type stuff, I know uh, a lot less than, than some of the infrastructure engineers. Um, and so I kind of feel like I'm a, I'm kind of a boot camp guy when it comes to that stuff. So it's like, does the, does the in-depth knowledge, does the, does the theoretical knowledge help you? And I, I'd like to think the answer is yes. I, I, I mean maybe I maybe it's like you know maybe sometimes you feel like not so much although there are people who who adamantly say yes and and, and know that it, that that it is helpful but uh what's the I think they're probably right but what's the um well, yeah, in, what's in the, ideal I don't world, have a great way to think about this
1: in 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 a perfect world you would understand everything at every level all the way down you know yeah. from from soup to nuts top to bottom uh, and that would make you uh, better at at you know writing code or whatever implementation it is you're doing. But uh, there's there's probably a point of diminishing returns there where uh, in order to accomplish your objectives, uh, it, it it is you know for for you to write the type of code that you're doing, it is not necessary for you to know uh, assembly or, oh, sure. or or to be able to yeah. write it in binary. Yeah. Um, now, if you did, you could probably optimize some more and do things in a more efficient way. But is 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 that gain worth the uh, the additional? uh, investment it would take to, to, uh, have that level of knowledge and expertise. Almost certainly not.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like some of the in-depth knowledge gives you the, the intuition, the, um, the ability to solve problems. Maybe that's the value yeah. of the education. Um, well, and, and, re-
1: and not everybody, uh, will have the capacity to be an expert in all things. So, oh, so no. there's, there's a specialization aspect of that too, that, you know, if, if, if you only have a certain number of, uh, of skill points to invest, you got to pick where to put them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So lots that can be said about, um, GPT four. um, you know, I've been listening to kind of these fun videos online where they have the presidents who, uh, it's almost fun to imagine. It's usually like, uh, uh, George W. Bush and Obama and Biden and Trump are like hanging out and they're all, uh, they're all like riffing on each other, but it's kind of like they're um, they're still friends for some reason. Uh, it's very so. In, in other words, using AI to um, to generate their voices, and uh, <laughs> and like I posted one where they debate Halo. I also saw one before. Maybe I'll try to find it where. You do you, you know those uh, videos where people are putting like categorizing things into tiers and there's an A tier and a B tier and a C tier and then there's an S tier on top. They're like categorizing all the Mario games and then they were disagreeing and like you know like Trump would be like, no, that's a that's a terrible game. I don't know what you're talking about. And Biden was like, no, I think it's an A. Uh, and then and Obama was like, you know, we're just gonna put this on a C and move on. I'm sorry, I do very bad voices, but you know, I I, I <laughs> maybe I got somewhat of a cadence, but not the. Uh, uh, not the articulation, um, not the timber, but but, um, but these are really fun to listen to because I don't have to do the voices. Uh, GPT can do it, and it makes a lot of like really fun. Uh, oh, you you put the one on Dungeon and Dragons here. Yeah, uh, it makes a lot of like kind of uh, funny meme material.
1: Yeah, and I I I haven't looked into how how it's created. Whether literally all you have to do is feed a script into it, and and it. Uh it, it creates the audio for you or, or what level of, you know, kind of tweaking and customizing is being done versus it comes out full, you know, uh, fully formed. But, uh, it's, it's at the point where it is, uh, perhaps not trivial, but, uh, extremely feasible for people to create audio deep fakes, which are, uh, very convincing. Um, and I, I, think they're in a safe zone here because they're doing this on things that are, that are clearly not, Act, the actual presidents talking to each yeah, other yeah. you know we no no one's worried that that uh that we have misrepresented their views on minecraft however no,
0: sometimes like the uh the i sometimes i hear glitches in the ai and i hear the guy's voice who is doing mm. it uh but another funny thing is like um the, the 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 uh the voice for bush is like less um i don't know if i've seen any bush ones yeah I, it's like um it's 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 the, the audio is not as good because the training data is on <laughs> is audio, poor quality recordings. Is, is less uh, lower quality recording. I guess older yeah. older recordings. Yeah, so it's kind of funny, um, in, in that yeah. sense. But
1: but so so we are well beyond the point where where we should be worried about audio deepfakes of presidents or presidential candidates or or any politician yeah. uh, saying something that is uh, you know potentially controversial or, or inflammatory or or, or whatever that has arrived. That's, and, and it's, it's in fact been here oh, yeah. for a while. And uh, even videos. Been the big question is, yeah, when is video going to catch yeah. up to the point where, where it's going to be a real problem? And I think, excuse me, I think I've already said that, that we are going to see that in the 2024 election. That yeah. it's, it's just a I matter mean, of when the big, big drop comes for that.
0: I've seen, vi- uh, deep fake videos of Obama while Ob- Obama was president, uh, being demoed to me. So this has been around for a long time. And, um, it, it um, you know, the, the yeah, video but, is probably but, to get past the point where, like, it's not but, glitching. But the, the
1: ones that were contemporaneous yeah. with the Obama presidency, those those took a fair amount of work and expertise and were, were yeah. kind of in a controlled environment. We're at the point where it, it's entirely feasible for someone to basically flood the zone with garbage yeah. that is of high enough quality that, that it's difficult to distinguish what's the garbage and what isn't.
0: I feel like news organizations will be able to tell... Uh, in 2024, but there might be some good social media hoaxes coming. Well, around. yeah,
1: it's it. It becomes a question of of when when our news organizations going to have to restrict their reporting to things where we had an actual reporter on the location who observed this thing and and can vouch for the quality of video. And how long will it be before uh, people are gonna... willing to pull their? Uh, you know, they're, well, this, just this one time where, where they're willing to, uh, take the deep fake and run it and burn their credibility, uh, for some reason on it.
0: Interesting. I don't think that, um, I mean, I don't think we need deep fakes to show politicians saying dumb things. Well, Uh, no,
1: the, 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 the big concern is, is, is not so much. I mean, one, one approach is you use the deep fake to, to get the politician to say something dumb and, and, you know, impact their their reputation and, and their perception. The other thing you do is that when they actually do say something uh that that, that they can just write it off and say well no, there's that was a deep fake you can't oh, prove it was real. Because because it, we we and and I I've, I've heard it speculated how long will it be uh before uh you know there's video evidence of something presented in a courtroom uh and the defense presents uh, a deep fake of something rec- that, that appears to have just happened in the courtroom in which they are currently present that everyone who was there knows didn't actually just happen, but is indistinguishable from the, uh, you know, credible video evidence that is being used, uh, uh against the, the defendant. Yeah. Uh, I, and, I, and, and what will that mean? The end of, of, uh, video evidence, uh, in judicial I, proceedings.
0: I think, I think we're a ways off before it's like forensics proof. Even if, even if we get to the point where like, you know, okay, could fool some people, um, which we're not even quite there yet. Uh, but it, it's 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 like uh, with video, I think, uh, at least to someone who's paying attention. But it's like you know, uh, I I think that um, yeah, I mean, we we can get there at some point. I just don't think we're we're right on the doorstep it, yet. It, it's coming
1: um, in our lifetimes for sure. Oh, whether yeah. whether it's and in the next year or two is is an open question.
0: What if someone is elected president and then you have deepfakes saying this is what the president says we should do? That's an order. So, but it, but the president said no such thing. You could have a deepfake coup, yeah, in, in a country or, or and in any organization really.
1: Well, well, uh, there there was the the classic incident of was it was it Reagan? Yeah. Um. Who who was doing like basically a a a mic check um, before uh. Uh, going live on television for a for a speech from the I think it was from the Oval Office, yeah. Uh, and he says, you know, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we we, we have uh, just passed legislation outlawing the existence of the Soviet Union. The missiles launch in five minutes. Oh my god! And, yeah, and yeah, part yeah. of that accidentally was broadcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Now imagine if if instead of that being just you know a gag in the White House and and everyone is immediately you know cleaning up that mess. If uh, you know the Chinese uh, put something out like from that from the
0: Reagan administration. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, you know, to, to, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and get it to the right people and time it just right. So that, I don't know, maybe North Korea decides it's time to, uh, to hit the big red button or, or Iran decides that, uh, you know, balls ball to the wall. It's, it's time to throw everything we've got at, uh, at Pakistan. Uh, you know, it, 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 it may not take much, uh, injected into just the right moment to nudge, uh, things to catastrophe because, because hmm. we've come so close, uh, Without deep fakes before
0: you might have to get like um cryptographic signatures on on orders all the time or on I mean, we had an episode uh, actually, and, and this reminds me of an episode that I've long forgotten on the local maximum. This was, I believe, back in twenty twenty one. i'm I'm trying to figure out what this is. It was definitely something along the lines of like, uh, how to um, – let's see. Was it June 2021? It, it was something along the lines of like how to – oh, here it is. Was, was it talking Word,
1: about using library?
0: No, no, no. It wasn't library. Uh, with with um, That was the one with Jeremy Coffin. It was episode 167 on on WordProof, where it was somebody who wanted to timestamp everything mm. um, online. And so and not only timestamp, but maybe you could also cryptographically sign it, and that would – Kind of um, that would kind of say like, hey, if I'm going to give a presidential order, I better cryptographically sign it with something you know I own, uh, and sign the you know sign the video as well, and sign the video of me signing it, just so that it's like it can't be faked. Because in the future, you know, maybe all of that could be faked. Um, So that could be an interesting uh, (laughs) that could be an interesting idea if it comes to that. We better hope that quantum computing doesn't break uh, encryption, which I have an episode on quantum computing coming up uh, very yeah, soon. It makes me
1: think of the nuclear f- football and the biscuit. But yeah. uh, a- any- anyway, we've, we've got a little bit of field here. Um, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, on to the next topic, because uh, I mean, I almost forgot like uh, um, about this next topic and we've been 45 minutes into the show and I, I-, I literally just, just, it slipped my I mean, mind. Is, th- is our banking system falling apart I mean, right this, now. This is old news. It's like almost four <laughs> days old now, right? What? Yeah. Okay. So um, apparently this is uh this is the third story. Silicon Valley bank, uh, yeah, our banking system almost collapsed over the weekend Silicon yeah, Valley we, Bank.
1: Did did it start on Friday or or was it really Thursday. not until I think okay.
0: they I think uh the FDIC the government came in and shut down the bank on Friday. Thursday though it was the start of the bank run. So yeah, this has happened fast. Um Silicon well, Valley how Bank How fast
1: did the 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 uh, savings and loan collapse back in well, oh, n- now now I'm that. mixing up my my banking yeah. collapse because savings and loan collapse was what the 80s. Yeah, uh, but but then there was the you know a, a collapse that happened Lehman uh, Brothers. And well, I'm, the, I'm I'm thinking uh, back to like the the Jimmy Stewart era because oh, that was know. that was way before that. It's a you wonderful. Know, life. But but yeah, how 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 quickly did those did those happen?
0: I probably very fast because once it starts happening, then there's a panic, and you don't really, I mean. That's the definition of panic. Is you don't really have time. If people mm. panic slowly, then it's not really a bank run, is it? Well,
1: well I, I'm, I'm thinking less less in terms of like, well, that bank fell quickly, but but did did it spread across the nation quickly, or or you know, in a in a time when communication yeah. wasn't as fast, it, it was they uh, they yeah. contained the contagion.
0: I don't know. I, I I don't know the answer. I don't know the history. Unfortunately, that's a good question. Um, but Silicon Valley Bank, that's the second largest. Bank. Now, was, was Lehman the, in the American biggest? History. Uh, no, Wells Fargo. Uh, Wells Fargo. When did Wells Fargo uh, fall apart? Um, I'm trying to remember when and, that was. And yet was. Wells Fargo I, is still around right.
1: in, in some incarnation.
0: Yeah, we'll collapse. When did that. Um, when did that. I've, I want to say 2010, but I felt like it wasn't really a big deal when it collapsed hmm. in 2010. Like it wasn't. Um, it, it wasn't. You know, because that was after the financial crisis, right? And so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember when that was. Um, I'm sorry. And yeah, Wells, Wells Fargo is still around. So, uh, or or could I be getting the the, the name? No, was it Washington Mutual? I'm sorry. Ah, okay. Ah, uh, that's it. Washington Mutual collapsed. Oh my god, I'm going to start a bank run on these poor people <laughs> at uh, Wells Fargo. No, uh, uh, w- Wells, Wells okay. Fargo
1: has done enough bad things that they deserve it.
0: <laughs> Washington Mutual <laughs> collapsed in 2008, along with. You know those other other companies like Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers. Lehman Brothers uh, collapsed several times. I and believe wasn't wasn't one of the Lehman guys on the board at uh, SVB? I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean um, it's 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 a small world.
1: So yeah. they they not. I, I don't think many of the uh, the Lehman Brothers folks uh, left the profession. I think they just shuffled around other places.
0: Right. So the FDIC stepped in and bailed out depositors. Uh, the FDIC is. Um, it's insurance. They're required to bail out depositors up to $250,000. Uh, but because a lot of these were companies and startup companies at that, uh, that have to make payroll $250,000 is, um, not yeah. nearly well, and, enough.
1: And, and I think technically, uh, uh, corporate accounts are not covered by FDIC insurance, yeah. but I'm not, but, I'm not positive. So I
0: it. think, I think they stepped in and covered everybody. And so there's the question of like, is that a bailout? Um, that's kind of a controversial yeah, or, thing. Or at least they're
1: saying that everybody is covered. I mean, right. n- not everybody has gotten their money out. So we don't know if they'll successfully oh, ha- do they that. Not, but, I thought
0: they got it out this week, but I could oh. be wrong. Uh, we, I guess we didn't do enough research on this one. Uh, but uh, but right, if, if, if the money was locked up um, on, on Monday, I think we would have heard about it because that would have sent shockwaves um, throughout the system is what I heard. But I could be wrong with that. Uh, are wrong about that. Um, and so, yeah, they're not bailing out the owners of the bank. They're not even bailing out the bondholders of the bank, um, just the depositors. And so, uh, you know, I want to do a little bit more research on that, on, on, on what that means. Uh, but yes, there are other banks in trouble. Uh, Credit Suisse uh, Credit, Credit Suisse, what am I saying? Like, What am I French? Uh, <laughs> Credit Suisse signature, which is um, Barney Frank's bank. Barney Frank wrote the Dodd-Frank bill um, that protected the banks. And then there's this whole blame game going on in terms of what ca- what's causing it. Um, the kind of, the, the proximate cause seems to be the interest rate hikes that have gone up very considerably. And for the first time in our working lives, uh, we have a significant interest rate right now. And so um, that means that uh, when these um, companies bought um, bonds that pay out a certain amount, well, that pay out money in the future, uh, the value of those bonds have gone down because now, you know, people can get a lot and, more money and, in the yeah, future. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm no expert on the bond yeah.
1: market, but generally it, it goes in the opposite direction of interest rates. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, other people have said that it's the spillover from the crypto contagion. I believe that Barney Frank said that, uh, which is, um, you know, in response to uh, Joe Biden, who said it was a banking law from 2018 that seemed to relax some of the provisions from uh, Dodd-Frank. Uh, Biden uh, used that to blame Trump for it. Um and so you maybe know a little bit more about that it was yeah kind of- I,
1: I believe there was a, a change to the, the the ruling that that uh, before before the relaxing of those regulations uh, there was a, a 50 billion dollar threshold where if the bank had had holdings uh, in excess of 50 billion dollars, they had to meet certain uh, additional reporting uh, uh, requirements or, or uh, you know uh, I they had to, to comply with additional regulations that was that threshold was bumped up to 250 billion uh, and I believe uh it, it's been reported that that uh, Silicon Valley Bank you know, was uh most likely intentionally but uh, their their holdings were just under that threshold so that they were not required to to uh, comply with those additional requirements which uh sounds uh when presented that way sketchy um but uh you know it's it, it is entirely reasonable that uh if I can do uh you know, for for if, if I keep my 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 holdings or my income or my earnings under X, uh, I don't have to deal with onerous requirements that uh, have additional costs and, and overhead required. Uh, whereas if I bump over that, uh, I, I've got to do all this stuff, which uh, and 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 I don't necessarily have additional gains on my end from doing it. Uh, that's that's entirely reasonable. Um, what what. Th- This gets to one of my pet peeves that uh, what people call a loophole, and I haven't heard anyone talking about a a you know banking or regulatory loophole explicitly yet, but but it's very much the same behavior. What what some people call a loophole, uh, others can can accurately describe as complying with the
0: law. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, yeah. So that I I think that banking laws sounds like that's just a red herring. That's just so that. Biden can say, like, uh, it was uh, Trump's fault. And then, of course, you know, there are people who uh, are are blaming, uh, you know, wokeness in the banks, the social justice warrior like Tucker Carlson was talking about how uh, one of the risk or I think the head of like risk management at the bank was spending a lot of her time on, um, you know, on political causes, on social causes. I don't see any evidence that that's what caused the bank to collapse, although I do see evidence that it was probably very annoying for other employees <laughs> who worked in the bank. To, yeah, I, I, uh, I
1: think that is equally a red herring. Um, but but the way it's being dismissed by a lot of people is a little frustrating. Because uh, while this may not be a zero-sum game, um, uh, to some extent, every, uh, every ounce of time and effort that is dedicated to pursuing uh, DEI uh, goals and requirements... Uh, is not being put towards other objectives. And if that is an important uh, a goal and objective for your organization, then that may be a worthwhile trade-off. Um, but, but to not acknowledge that it is a trade-off uh, is, is to willfully blind yourself to reality.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really think, and if it's too controversial, you don't have to be a part of this one, but I want to talk about at some point how much damage... Uh, you know, some of this, you know, some of this ideology that's been injected into companies has caught, I mean, I already have done episodes on it, but I kind of, I haven't feel like I haven't done one that like uh, uh, attacked it dead on, um, you know, with my thoughts on it. But, um, you know, maybe I will soon. Um, Anyway, the significance will play out soon enough. I want to also, if I could say I told you so, um, (laughs) call back to an episode uh, 157, which ironically, was the last episode before I moved up to this apartment
1: before you you departed the Isle of Manhattan
0: uh, no no I was actually in Connecticut at oh the you time. okay yeah um, that was that was the brief moment when I was broadcasting from my parents' basement like a real podcaster should. Do, uh, do 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 we have footage from that era or
1: or did we not oh, uh, no, 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 uh, Televise no, no. any of that. I
0: made sure that was so, absolutely not televised. So so I only <laughs> saw
1: that through uh through the, the the Zoom video. Yes,
0: yes. No no one will ever see that. <laughs> um so uh um but yeah, now it comes full circle the, the last week here. That episode was entitled 157 uh, Financial Tsunami on the Horizon. Uh I I quote myself, uh, the the changes to our financial and economics, and this was in um, February of 2021. The changes to our financial and economic system are, it is like a tsunami on the horizon, and I and we see it coming closer and closer to our shore. And we have some we're experiencing some big waves first, and we're like, was that the tsunami? And no, it's like the small tsunami, and the bigger one is still out there. So that's going to crash in a few years, and we will be along for the ride. If I could use that, if that metaphor has landed properly, and then you responded, well, now I, uh, well, now I'm truly terrified. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was towards the end. Of that show, um, and uh, yeah, since then we've had um, kind of runaway bubbles and in inflation, followed by high interest rates, followed by all of these like crypto bank runs. Not just the price collapsing, which happens all the time, but all of these crypto companies holding people's um, holding people's hard earned money just kind of collapsing and 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 locking people's funds. And then now to see that moving into the banking sector itself is is kind of scary i feel like we are experiencing this tsunami and i i don't know if if uh like a true bank run is going to be allowed to happen but s- some domino is going to fall somewhere i feel like i feel yeah, like the I, other shoe is going to drop I'm, i I'm, I, was, I am still
1: terrified i was not worried uh, uh until on the drive over uh, i was listening to another podcast uh, on on a completely well not completely unrelated subject but but not focused on this explicitly um, but it but it triggered some 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 thoughts uh, on my end uh and 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 i was actually considering you know should should i maybe go to the bank and withdraw you know just under $10,000 so that i have a significant a good amount of cash on hand, because right right now I've got, you know, like, what, maybe 50 bucks in my wallet, uh, and if for some reason my bank went down, uh, even, even if the money, you know, maybe wasn't gone, but if, if for some reason I couldn't access it for a couple of days, uh, what am I going to do?
0: Yeah, yeah, move to crypto, that's what. <laughs> um, all right, so I think, uh, I think that's uh, good enough. Now let me see if I can get the right animation, or not animation, if I can get the right... Um, if I can get the... the you, you got
1: a 50-50 chance. And either um, way, uh, it's, it's going to be entertaining.
0: All right. Let's go to the segments. And now, now, the probability distribution of the week. All right. The probability distribution of the week. You well, have chosen wisely. We're just having a crazy old time here. We don't have time for very complicated distribution today, do we? Uh, so, and because we're doing continuous distributions, and we've already done some of the simple ones, like uniform, you know, uniform, whatever, um, we're going to talk about the exponential distribution i think that's pretty straightforward right it's just like um uh like e to the minus ax uh or or but, well i mean it, it all has to integrate to 1 but it's basically the support once again is positive numbers so you're picking a positive number and um the um the uh, uh probability of this, the probability density of any given number, as you as you get higher and higher, is um, has an exponential decay on it, and that works because if you integrate if you find the area under the curve off to infinity that's a finite number so that works uh, I should also point out point out it's the basis for a lot of stuff so we talked about the gamma distribution last time um, was, was that our most recent it's been a while
1: since we've done a distribution uh, or, or I guess you did a, a, a at least one yeah, solo
0: in episode 268 uh, yeah so that's when I did the gamma distribution so this is actually a special case of the gamma distribution so um, so uh, it's a special case worth worth mentioning um, And also, it's kind of, uh, not a special case, but a building block of the Laplace distribution. So the Laplace distribution is, you know, I would say, um, okay, well, you know that the the normal distribution is kind of like a a bell curve, right? Like a bump. The Laplace distribution takes an exponential distribution and kind of like reflects it over the line. So it kind of copies it. So instead of a bump, it kind of, crests up to like a point on the wave and uh, it's it could be used as another form of like a normal distribution you know it's got like it's it, it has very different properties from the normal distribution but it has actually some similar similar properties they're both uh, uh short-tailed um they both have very are unimodal have very well defined mean standard deviation all that and so um that's the Laplace distribution, and uh, uh, we can talk about that another time as well. Like what's used for, because actually has a very big use in uh, in machine learning. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, exponential distribution, I think, is pretty straightforward. It's it's the it's the continuous version of the geometric distribution in discrete, where it's like each step is half as likely. And you could use it in several ways. You can use it, you know, if you make the exponent, if it, like you know it could scale up in in several different ways depending on what that rate of decay is. So if that rate of decay is very high, then this distribution has a very small variance and all of your your probability distribution is very close to zero. So they're all positive numbers, but they're very close to zero. But if you make that um, decay very, very low, you could actually create distributions that's almost like uniform on the... um, Like, if if you make the rate of decay, uh, like, for every unit, I don't know, uh, like, E to the um, point, uh, instead of E to the X, it's, like, E to the, well, what would be... um, well well, 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 let's talk about half-life here, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, maybe that's an easier one. Well,
1: yeah, because you already you, you mentioned uh, decay, uh, right. which, which of course implies half-life.
0: Right, so it's half-life of the prob- probability density. So, you know, let's say you have some value that you expect to be a certain order of magnitude, like maybe you think it's going to be in the thousands or whatever. If you set the half-life at like a billion, you can get something that's almost like a uniform distribution over the positive numbers, except in this case, it will be, it will still integrate to one. Hmm. So you'll still, you'll still be able to, to use it. So you can, so, I mean, there's actually a way to consider a uniform, uniform distribution uh, over all positive numbers, but that's kind of like controversial. That's like an improper distribution. But like, if you don't want to use that, you can, you can kind of use the exponential distribution as like a, 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 a poor person's uniform. I was going to say poor man's, and then that's, I, I, I felt like that was um, sexist in some ways, but now I realize that it's also like classist because we're saying poor. I don't want to, maybe I can't use that phrase anymore. Okay, well. Uh, it is, it is, a, is the frugal person's. Uh, dis- yeah, it's the frugal person's. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting uh, have, very politically correct here. Have, um, have I
1: have I complained to you yet about um, how we 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 use uh, Microsoft Teams at work no. for our, our I'd our love to see what the tie chat software. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a few months ago, they rolled out a new feature uh, that, that's uh, called the Speech Coach. Okay. So when I'm in a meeting, uh, it, it basically records and analyzes everything I say, and. It'll give feedback on things such as, you know, you've got a lot of uh, filler words. You're saying, you know, um, and like, and you know, a lot, you know, it'll count how many times you say each of those.
0: Thanks for not telling me as we use the podcast. (laughs) Uh,
1: But, but the other thing, one of the things that it it calls out uh, and, and that, that made me really raise an eyebrow the first time I saw it, uh, is it will, it will ping you for non-inclusive language. So Hmm. if, if you're in a meeting, you say, okay, guys, listen up. Uh, oh, I've done it, it'll take note of that and it'll say oh you used gendered ter- you a uh, gendered phrase uh, four times in that 30 minute call.
0: Did you see the slack bot um the, like the, I, there's a kind of a famous meme going around where somebody right like writes on slack like guys the elevator is stuck i'm stuck in the elevator and it's like oh no you said guys we're not going to send this out <laughs> <It's> no like, <laughs> i have not seen that Although, yeah, something like that so so but anyway what does this have to do with exponential distribution why did why did i get, why am i in, injecting we my were talking woke about, ideology we were talking about into, the poor man's yeah i know i said anyway. all of a sudden i was I, <laughs> earlier i was against the the so called woke ideology and now all of a sudden i am in, injecting it into my own podcast. Well, I, I, it's, I will it's, say that gamifying it, uh, yeah.
1: it has, has at least a subconscious, if not a conscious impact. It, it has, um, it has.
0: All right. Do you have anything to add about the exponential distribution? Uh,
1: I, 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 I like Half-Life's. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, I think it's interesting that uh, I like I if, my head around if we one. go back to not the beginning of the podcast, but uh, the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was talking about exponential growth this and exponential growth that. Um, we, we hear less about exponential decay, hmm. um, which, which is its... Uh, also I, a very I guess powerful. it's it's lesser known uh, sibling, but yeah uh, in, in, important in in uh, in in many venues
0: right right um, yeah and and so if you pull numbers from this um, what does it look like I mean they're you know I guess all of the exponential distributions kind of look the same if you just scale them a little differently they're all kind of the same shape so you're gonna kind of just get you know, uh, you're, you're just going to get denser and denser as you go to zero, but mm-hmm. there's some starting density and some half-life. So I don't, uh, you know, I don't know how else to describe it, but I feel like this is a very intuitive one, um, which at this time of night is a good one to, to end with. Well, So, so. so is,
1: is there a, a kind of classic, typical example of a, of, of a case where the exponential distribution is, is very representative of a particular behavior?
0: Um, I, well, I think it's a very good, um, I mean, we, start... we already mentioned half-life, but yeah, well, I think like, um, if you go back to the gamma distribution, when, when, um, uh, trying to come up with like a distribution about around the rate rate of something, uh, a gamma distribution is often a very good prior. And because an exponential distribution is, um, is, uh, a special case of that, I think that that is also a very good prior for rate. I, I don't I don't have a good example other than, you know, if you know something is not, um, if you know something like, if you know the probability of something kind of decays as you go further and further into the future, then um, exponential distribution is probably a good one. In fact, (laughs) uh, the decay of particles probably a great one let's say you don't even know what the half-life uh for a particle is maybe you even want to use um an exponential distribution to or or um or or or, or actually an exponential distribution you know what the half-life is but you want to kind of um uh kind of see how long that particle is going to last it might 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 be look something like that uh that could end up being a different distribution, but I'm pretty sure there's an exponential distribution in there somewhere. I'd have to yeah, take the equation. I,
1: I, I would yeah. have to expect that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm doing it off the, but, but I, I suspect there are a lot of physical quantities that, uh, that obey this one uh, for sure. Um, it could also be like the, um, yeah, the, the distances between events possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. So uh, yeah, I, I, I wish I had more to say about that, but look, this is a, <laughs> this is a huge episode. Um, one of the most fun in, in recent memories. Um, all right. I think, I think it's sad to say that we are coming up to, towards the end of the show. It's been a little more than an hour, so pretty perfect. Um, uh, yeah. Do you have any last thoughts about today's episode, Aaron, and what's our overall theme?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss the studio. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a week, uh, full of, of, uh, Exciting and possibly terrifying news uh, in, in on all fronts. Whether you're a podcast bro, or you have money in a bank, uh, or you're worried about the AI, AI apocalypse. Uh, so hopefully next week is a little less uh, interesting in the in the style of the classic Chinese proverb.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, if it's less interesting, then we'll have less fun stuff to talk about on the local maximum. I mean, I,
1: I I'd like occasionally for our our uh, current events focused episodes to be less <laughs> about panic.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. I, <laughs> I mean, we, we're,
1: we're, we're also discussing we shouldn't this in be, a uh, calm fashion, but
0: yeah, we shouldn't be rooting for the world to fall apart just so we have podcast <laughs> material. That's a, uh, that's probably the wrong uh, approach to life. I would say, um, I'm
1: reporting to you live from the edge of the fiery crater. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So appreciate everyone listening. Remember to subscribe to the locals, maximum.locals.com. Uh, we are going to send an email soon to uh, the my my entire email list about uh, the fact that we've been doing this for uh, for nearly f- for over five years. And in fact, um, I don't know if we have any like um, if we have any uh, uh, milestones coming up in terms of like number of uh, like maybe total number of downloads or whatever. Uh, we're not really at a big round number, but I suppose in like a year or so we'll be at half a million. That would be a cool number. Oh, wow. I think we're at three hundred eighty thousand all the time, uh, but um, that's a lot if you think about it. Um, this is a small size city. Listen to well, and
1: and and I know Max that you've got a, a, a bunch of uh, exciting episodes uh, already lined up uh, for the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah, um, but uh, we'll intersperse them. With if you're listening and you did not like the topics we covered today, send us an email or or post something on the locals and tell us what you, what we should be talking about.
0: Awesome. No, I I was actually. I was surprised by the number of people who really liked when I talked about multi-armed bandits. Like this audience really likes when I get into like a very nerdy technical topic. <laughs> and so I'm, 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 you, you have a type. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, I was very uh, happy to, to get that uh, feedback because sometimes I talk about those things and I'm like, well, I don't know if anyone's going to like this, but uh, apparently people do. So, all right. I guess we'll call it a show and uh, maybe take some pictures. <laughs> okay, come on. I guess we will We will adjourn uh, this meeting of the local Maximum. Until next time, uh, when I guess you'll interview me about... Oh, well, okay, next week, actually, I'm going to be interviewing uh, someone who works at a company with, with a big office in Connecticut called ASML. And you might have heard of that. Uh, you might not have heard of it, but it is a company that does... Um, Hardware, uh, semiconductor manufacturing, and so they—that is kind of a different side uh, to um, all of information technology, um, all, up to and including the yeah, current AI boom. Critical component so, underlying yeah. everything. Yeah, underlying Moore's law. So that is going to be a very interesting um, episode. And then hopefully the week after, maybe we could do a remote episode where you interview me about all the new things that I'm up to, uh, and, uh, and where I'm living and, and, and all that. So, uh, tune in in a couple of weeks and then I have tons of interviews, uh, um, line. And also I hope you enjoyed Susan Conover last week who was, oh, yeah, that was a fun one. yeah, yeah, yeah uh, on, uh, on, on, on health AI. So we've got a lot of really, really kind of like entrepreneurial scientific people, uh, coming up, uh, on the local maximum in the future. So yeah, I, I, I wish it.
1: my job evaluation was done on the basis of what, what was it uh top three seventy five percent like, like dermatologists.
0: Oh yes, yeah. <laughs>
1: that, that, That'd be a great criteria for, for my evaluations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. I, hear you. yeah. So I, I really liked that one. And I also really liked, uh, going to their party when they, um, Announced Massachusetts. Of party. Yeah, that yeah. sounded cool. So that was actually the last. You, you know, it, one of the nice things about living here is you can just drive right into Boston, and uh, unlike New York, Boston is a city you could just kind of drive in and drive out. Um, I mean, I never thought of Boston that way because of because uh, when we were growing up, it was all construction. But uh, you actually can do it. It's actually not like if I had to drive into Boston tonight and then drive home, it would be like for dinner, like it'd be fine. Whereas. The parking in,
1: might be a pain in the butt, but, but it's not the rest it's really of it is doable. Not.
0: it's not that bad. I mean, the <laughs> worst is it could be a little expensive, but Boston expensive is like 20, 30 bucks. Well, yeah,
1: uh, you, you've, you've anchored on,
0: uh, yeah, on New York where on like on a you're, rougher
1: market. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So, um, all right. Um, yeah. So bottom line is. Um, exciting and terrifying. That's. I don't know if we'll name that show that because, but uh, but that's the theme of the show. And the local um,
1: maximum—an exciting and terrifying experience. <laughs>
0: yeah, and a lot of exciting ones coming up. All right, uh, I think uh, I think that's it. I don't have any last thoughts. All right, uh, other than that, <laughs> have a great week, everyone. <laughs> that's the show. To support the local maximum, sign up for exclusive content and their online community at maximumlocals.com. Local Maximum is available wherever podcasts are found. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Also, check out the website with show notes and additional materials at localmaxradio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, send an email to localmaxradio at gmail.com. Have a great week. It'll feel the power.